Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back. It's the third course of the food show. We have two entrees that we're serving. That's why we have uh, three hours to do this. And uh, we're heading into that. And anything you've got to uh, report on the restaurants you've been to is always welcome. If you are cooking something at home and you love that, tell me about that as well. Uh, there's uh, Somebody sent me a, a text message that I've been trying to get to for a while, but it, I couldn't squeeze it in. But we have a moment now. Oh, oh, before I tell you that, our telephone number is 260-1870. And if you call right now, you'll get right in. That's how it is at the beginning of the hour. Makes it easier. So uh, we're, as to what you will talk about, uh, that's up to you. If it's uh, even remotely about food, you're in, you're fine, everything is cool. And uh, so anyway, back to this other issue. Someone wanted to know how to make crab meat au gratin. Uh, step one, wait six months. And what I'm talking about there is crab meat is really not in season right now. And if you're going to do crab meat, uh, crab meat au gratin, what you want is nice big uh, jumbo lump crab meat lumps. And uh, the price of the, it is available and it's, it's good quality, but the price is really, really high. And it's not as the quality is not as good as it's going to be once things start warming up a little bit. So we're talking about April, May. Uh, but in the meantime, if you've got to have it, you've got to have it. It's it's very simple. You put the crab meat down in the in the uh, gratin dish, a little bit of cream, a good bit of Parmesan cheese, and the last touch is I like a little little a little bit of Tabasco in there. Or you can just go ahead with the with cracked black pepper right there at the uh, right there at the table, and you you put it in the oven until the top part uh, starts to get crusty. This is you have a little bit of cheese over the top, but I would not use something like cheddar cheese. Uh, I would use a white cheese of some kind, and Parmesan would work well. Uh, uh, another one I like a lot uh, is uh, is the uh, there's one that's called a starts with an F and I'm, oh, Fontina. Thank you very much for that Fontina cheese. What I like about Fontina is that it doesn't go from being solid to being a runny liquid right away. Uh, in fact, it's pretty much stays the same consistency that it is from the beginning. And if you put that in, you will find that it'll work its way in through the gaps between all of the lumps of crab meat. And uh, it will not be too much cheese. I think most things like this have too much cheese in them for two reasons. First of all, the flavor of the cheese sometimes is pretty high. Like Parmesan, that's a sheep's milk cheese. And uh, so that's got a pretty pretty good uh, flavor to it. Uh, But it it might be a, a bit much. It also has a lot of salt. That's the other thing I ha- other problem I have with Parmesan cheese. I love using it, but you can't use too much. I find that a lot of restaurants these days that do grilled oysters, 
Uh, they put too much Parmesan cheese in there, and it just takes over the from uh, whatever else you have in there, the oysters or whatever. Anyway, um, uh, to make this even easier for whoever that was who sent me the text message, if you go to my website, nomenu.com is, is what that is, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. If you go there and you um, do a search on, well, you don't even have to do a search because there's a link to it right on the front page there. Just click on it and it says Recipes. And it'll take you to a page that gives you two choices. There are two different indexes. One of them is the name by which the, the dish usually goes. In this case, it's crab meat au gratin. If for barbecue shrimp, it would be barbecue shrimp. Uh, but I have a second index, same bunch of, of recipes. There's about 700 of them, by the way. And they, um, what, what is different about them is that they index as the, the main item that you, that you are uh, using to make this recipe. So for crab meat au gratin, it would be crab meat. And for barbecue shrimp, it will be shrimp. Yeah, I mean, that way, one or the other of those two uh, indexes will get you to the recipe. And then it's just a matter of clicking, and there it is. Uh, crab meat au gratin, that's a really good dish. Uh, don't overdo it. And when crab meat is in season, it can't be beat. Let's see. Who's over here on the green phone? It's Joan. Joan, welcome to our show. Hi, Tom. I'm a long-time listener to your show, and I got two questions about two restaurants that have closed. One one was called Yang's Chinese, and it closed quite a while ago. Yeah. And they were up at Tulane and Broad, and they were – it was a really good Chinese restaurant, a little hole in the wall, and it was run by a young couple, and – that's when they were starting to, you know, develop the Tulane area. So uh-huh. they were, they they doubled the rent. I just wondered, did you ever go there? It was it was very good, and they said they might open like in Metairie, and I've never been able to find that restaurant again. And then my other question is, um, I think in the past year, this really good sushi place went to cater in the quarter called uh, Samurai Sushi. Oh, they've been there color? forever. They've been there at least yeah. uh, twenty years. Well, I went there yeah. finally so I could get my sushi like six months ago, and it's uh-huh. closed. And it's, mm. since then, it's been two other restaurants. So my question just to you or to the listeners is, anyone know if Samurai reopened? Because <laughs> I really like their sushi. Uh, and the other one was Yang's Chinese to see if anyone knows about that. That's all. No, I can't say that I know about that one. Yang's? What's the name? What? What's, how do you spell Yang's that? Yang's Chinese. Uh, Y-A-N-G. Y-A-N-G. Y A N G. Right. I can't tell you I've ever went to that one. It's on. It was on. Uh, uh, Tulane and Broad. Tulane and Broad. Right across oh, okay. from the courthouse. Yeah. yeah. It was very popular. <clears throat> well, yeah. You, okay. have, you have so many people who work in that neighborhood, you know, at the courthouse. Yeah. It was it keeps, a while ago. Keeps it busy. Too, yeah. If, you uh, could, if anyone out there knows this samurai. Uh, yeah. <laughs> samurai you know, su- sushi. Uh, they yeah. started, if I remember right, they started out as in, in Metairie a long time ago, and then they opened up that other location. But I, uh, yeah. I don't, I haven't uh, heard anything about them in a while. But maybe somebody listening to us knows, so we will get to the bottom of one way or another. So wait, let me write this down so I'll get it right uh, this time. Yang C. It was a T S I. At the end. No, it's just Y A N G, like just hang, but Yang's. with a Y instead. Okay. Uh, all right, very good. All right, well, we'll see what we can find. Okay, thank you very much. Thank and you, you have a great day. See ya. 
Anybody have uh, any clues to that? I don't. I don't remember. I don't. I never went there. I don't. No particular reason. I didn't know it existed. There are so many restaurants out there, and so many Chinese restaurants. And here is Kevin. Kevin, welcome to the food hey. show. Hey, how you doing today? Doing great. Come on in. I was uh, just driving back from getting a muffalata pizza. Yeah. From Atomore on West Metairie uh-huh. in Clearview. Yeah. And I was listening to your show like I do most Saturdays. Thank you. But when I'm not working. And uh, I got to a little place. It's called Whitey's Pool Hall. It's down the street from my house. It's been there since the 50s. Yeah. The yeah. That, that, that's, that's another era. Uh, they go yeah, back but, a long, long way. They they originally were out on Downman Road in New Orleans East is where they actually, started. that was Mr. Whitey's brother. That uh, was the uh-huh. second location. I, I didn't know there was a connection between the two of them. Yeah, they were brothers. Oh, well, that explains but anyway, that. Anyway, the bartender was hungry, and we decided on a mofalata pizza uh-huh. from that tomorrow. Yeah. And, I mean, no more than five minutes ago— I finished my second slice, and it was a New York-style muffalata pizza, and it's fabulous. Uh, so it was, it was a, not it was that expensive. A New York uh, pizza crust is mainly what it was New Yorker. I can assure you, if right. you if you went looking for muffalettas in New York City, you'd die first of hunger. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I go I, I go starving. Yeah, there's, uh, but, uh, you know, n- n- muffaletta is unique to New Orleans. It doesn't even exist in Italy. I, no place I've ever yeah, gone. I always ask about store. Central Grocery, you know, along with many other local places. Uh, but you like you like that combination? Oh, it was fabulous. Yeah. It had it had the olive salad, the Genoa salami, the, yeah. the cheese, the, the ham. Everything and it's on a it's on a thin crust that's more like an yeah, artisan yeah. crust, yeah, than a regular like Domino's or Papa John's. It's like an artisan crust that it's on. It was fabulous, okay. and it was an eighteen-inch pizza with a decent tip was twenty-six dollars. Mm, well, that's that's not too that's, bad these days because all of those in, yeah. ingredients are pretty expensive. Oh, yeah, especially the Genoa yeah. salami is, what, $8 a pound? Oh, something like that, yeah. But I just thought, um, as a first-time mm. caller, I had to yeah. well, give you a holler and well, I'm glad you give did. them a shout-out. Because actually the owner, Darren, yeah. was the one who waited on me. Oh, well, uh, that's so, a good thing. Because you know he better get it right or else he'd get fired. Uh, you know, yeah, the, uh, he's there on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, there was one other thing you, you mentioned here that, that caught my eye or my ear. Uh, and, uh, that, well, the, the name of the restaurant is, uh, that's Amore. That's the one where you got it, right? Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, that takes care of that. This is the Food Show. We'll be back with more of it in a moment, but first, please, this. Hello there. Welcome back. This is the Food Show. We love talking about food here. That's, that's the whole point. I've got to, I, you know, I love this, uh, text messaging thing. That's something we don't have in our other studio, and I wish we did. Anyway, someone, uh, well, a bunch of people have sent me a bunch of different things. Let's look at them. Um, I'm visiting the city today. Where can I get the best king cake? I would say the best king cake 
is the ones over at Maurice's French Bakery in Metairie. Uh, if you know where the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse is, and if you were to go towards the uh, from Veterans toward the lake on that street, you'll see it. That's that's where it is. Uh, the Maurice's Bakery, I mean. Let's see. It says here, this is an answer to a, a question someone else asked. Samurai Sushi. She was looking for that. Samurai Sushi, according to this uh, person, says... There's one on Pontchartrain Boulevard in Slidell. Uh, maybe so, and I would call ahead, though. Uh, very, very likely that there is one called that. But I would call before I go because there are certain words that keep popping up. Like if you go f- almost anywhere in America and you, you look around for Japanese restaurants, I'll bet you there's one of them that calls itself Tokyo something or other. You know, there's a, a lot of 39, what? 3769 Pontchartrain Drive. But whether it's the same samurai sushi, we don't know that. Uh, so uh, call before you go is, is what I'm trying to tell you. Let's see. Tom, how do I? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? 985-847-2909. Uh, yeah, that's uh, okay. Uh, uh, 985-847-2909. Okay. And ask them if they're the same ones that used to be in the French Quarter, where they were over on uh, Decatur Street. Let's see. Someone else uh, comes out. Moe's makes muffaletta pizza, and it tastes great. Yeah, Moe's has always made good uh, pizza. That's over in uh, in West Wego. Uh, another one. Uh, Tom, I am visiting the city today. Oh, we already did that one. Uh, there is a okay. We already did that one. Okay, boy, these things are coming in like one after another. You can barely keep up with it. Uh, Tom, how do I get your recipes? What is the website? Okay, here you go. Go to my website. By the way, a lot of this stuff is also on the WWL website, so you, you might find that easier for you. Take a look. Uh, WWL.com, simple as that. Mine is nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com, nomenu.com. And if you go there, if you're looking for a recipe, up near the top of the page there's a selection of different things. One of them is restaurants. One of them is recipes. Just click on that. It'll take you over to another page. There will be two indexes there. One of them indexes by the name of the restaurant and the other one, like vegetable soup, okay? And the other one would be a list of main ingredients. So, well, I guess that would be the vegetable one and then the the soup would be the other one. Anyway, uh, it's all right there. You just click on the name and it'll give you the whole recipe and I've got about 700 recipes over there, so... All tested by me and cooked by me a long time ago in some cases. But let's see. Hey, Tom, check out the Bon Me Boys. Hmm. It's on Transcontinental at Airline. He says, I know exactly where this place is. Because uh, it was another, it was an Asian, uh, a Vietnamese restaurant for a while, but I don't think they cut the mustard. Anyways, next to a gas station. Standout Wings says here, Nashville Hot Wings, the best wing sauce ever. But that doesn't sound like a banh mi kind of a thing, does it? That banh mi is uh, Vietnamese poor boys is a pretty accurate 
way of doing it. Here's a question that uh, we could use an old-timer on. Someone says, could you give us the history of the White Kitchen? Who owned it? What kind of food was served? Was it a truck stop, etc.? I don't personally remember uh, eating at the White uh, Kitchen. Uh, and you said you did? Yeah. Uh, it was there a long time ago, and there, there were several locations of it, uh, like I think maybe three of them. One of them was in, in the middle of Old Slide L. Another one was out on Highway 90. And I forget where the other one was, if there even was one. And uh, it was a place you would go, and you would get hamburgers, you'd get breakfast. It was it was a diner. It was uh, we don't have very many diners around here, but that was one. They've been closed for a long time, uh, and uh, what people tend to remember about it is that they used to bottle their dressings, and I think also they might have bottled their own uh, red sauce. And that was famous. You'd see that in supermarkets all over the city. All of this is the white kitchen. Uh, If there is any remnant of it now, I'm not aware of it. Uh, I don't think they've been there for quite a while. But uh, there was a time when all the traffic that was heading that way went up uh, Highway 11, and that's where you stopped. That's that. This is the Food Show. Joining us over here on the yellow phone is Jerry. Jerry, welcome. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, Joe, doing great. Um, I'm on a souffle journey. Uh, yeah. My fiance is uh, absolutely in love with my chocolate souffle. So mm. my creativity uh, has been expanded and challenged by making a bread pudding souffle. Ah. And so my thought was, uh, should I eliminate the bread and just use the consistency of what goes into the bread pudding? Or should I really... Uh, ultra fine grind up the breadcrumbs and use it in a souffle. I'm a little confused with mm. which would be the best way. Uh, I've never tried it with breadcrumbs, although I think that might work, but it might also give you a really, really heavy, heavy bread pudding. Uh, yeah, hey, can, I'm, I, I've hit the news block here. Can I put you on hold uh, for, sure. for a couple of minutes? This won't take long. We just have a, a news update from CBS. After that, we'll be back with the answer to that question, as well as uh, whatever else you want to be here. All you have to do is call me or send me an email or an, uh, or a uh, text message, any of that. Stay tuned. Just, just a minute long, and then we'll be back with more of The Food Show. Uh, yeah, it's The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, right before the news break there, we were talking with Jerry, and we're going to keep talking yes. with him. He's trying to make bread pudding and doing it as a souffle. And uh, the the last question was uh, doing it with breadcrumbs. I, I think you would get much too heavy a pudding to be supported by the uh, souffle aspects of it. You know what? Uh, probably the best way to do this is to go online and look for the version of it that they do at Commander's Palace. They invented that dish. I was there the night that they rolled it out for the first time. And no, and we all were, it was a bunch of food writers and other people like that. And nobody had ever heard of that being done before. Uh, they started doing it. It is probably their number one dessert. It's, but the, the uh, great thing about it is its lightness. Do it's, they share their recipes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All you have to do is ask them, and it may well be on their website. And it may okay. also be on other websites, but, you know, uh, look up uh, uh, 
uh, bread pudding souffle Commander's Palace. I'll bet you that recipe comes up. Uh, restaurants like that, they, they're happy to put out their recipes. I sure appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. See ya. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and we love talking about food and restaurants and cooking and all that. Who is uh, oh, over here? Oh, no, there's, there's nobody over there. No wonder I couldn't see anything. Uh, let's see. Um, someone says that the oyster poor boy at Today's Catch in Shellnet is every bit as good as Parkway's. It's $15, including a drink with a choice of fries or chips. Today's Catch, that's the name of the restaurant? I don't know. I haven't been there. Uh, uh, Shellnet is getting more restaurants, and it's, and it's getting better restaurants. But it's doing it at a fairly slow pace. But, you know, that's easy to understand after what they went through uh, after the hurricanes. Let's see. That's about it. Some Someone just asks, steak? Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll have a steak. You know who has a good steak and nobody seems to know about this? They'll tell you. They, uh, it's pretty you know, well featured on their menu. But Pascal's Manali. Pascal's Manali which dates back to 1913 on um, Napoleon Avenue. I was there a couple of nights ago because I was in the mood for it. There are certain things that they do there that I think can't be beat. And no, one of them is not their barbecue shrimp. They're famous for barbecue shrimp. They invented the dish. They own that. It's theirs. No, uh, They do it over there uh, and have been doing it for quite a long time uh, since the 1950s. Barbecue shrimp. Since then, I think some other restaurants have come up with better versions of it than theirs, but it, there's no question about it. It's a great dish. And and that's what we had. And I had Oysters Rockefeller and Oysters Bienville, which I think they do as well as anybody. And then I had some uh, redfish grilled with uh, some of their barbecue shrimp just kind of put on it as a sauce kind of. That was That was sort of neat. And I'll bet you'll never guess who I was having dinner with. You you can, huh? Right? Yeah. Angela Hill and her husband. What nice people they are. If you ever wondered, how did she get where she has gone? I mean, which is a a, a terrific career. Uh, How she did it was that she's really good at what she does. Just a really nice person. I always loved talking to her. Why did I bring that up? There was some there was some other reason I was uh, working my way up to that. Anyway, you know, over at uh, uh, Manali's, uh, it's uh, that yeah I remember what it is now. Somebody asked me steak that that just came up on the uh, text messages, and uh, yes the answer is yes. And if you go to Manali's, they have two steaks on their menu. One of them is a filet mignon this thick. Can you see? <clears throat> This thick, I mean, that's big. And they also make a sirloin strip that is every bit as large, maybe even a little bit bigger than that. And they grill it. It comes out great. It's very high-quality beef. I don't know exactly what, but it's, it's up there. And so that is my answer to the person who wrote in and said, Steak? All right, and we had somebody over here. Charlie was waiting, but Charlie went away. Charlie, call us back. I was about to go to you. Give me a give me another shot. 260-1870. 260-1870. Or you can send a text message to me at 870-870. This uh this thing is really 
popular. Let's see, Tom, what are the top three places in New Orleans for a great ribeye? Uh, ribeye is not my cut of beef. It's not my favorite anyway, but uh, they, they do a good job with it. Uh, the Rib Room is kind of famous for it, so we put them in uh, right off the bat. I think that Ruth's Chris does it very well. Uh, and uh, also, if you want to get an, a, an aged version of it, there's a place called Doris Metropolitan. It's on uh, it's on uh, uh, Charters Street, about a block away from uh, Audubon, uh, not Audubon Park, from uh, Jackson Square. Uh, it's actually on the corner of Wilkinson and uh, and the aforementioned uh, street, Charters. And they have dry-aged beef there. You can even see where they're dry-aging the beef. It's amazing. They have really great steaks there. It's totally unlike any other steak place you've ever been to, but it's really worth the time. Not cheap. I warn you about that. But dry-aging takes its toll, and it costs some money. Anyway, that's my answer to that. 260 1870 Millie is over here on the green phone. Millie, hi, come on in. Hello. Hi, welcome. Hi, Tom. Thank hi. you. Thank um, you. I, I had a question for you. I tried making one of the recipes that was in one of your email newsletters. Yeah. It was the eggplant, uh, it was an antipasto dish. Yeah. And you had the eggplant and you cut it into little strips and mm-hmm. you marinated it for. At least a couple of weeks, I think. Oh no, no! Do you remember that? No, more like uh, you you marinate it for about uh, maybe a half hour, if if that much. Well, we had one. It was it was uh, you, you put it in salt first, and you let that sit for yeah. an hour or so, and yeah. then you rinse it, and then you put it in olive oil. And oh, it, oh, it oh, 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 okay. Now wait, you just rang another bell. Uh, the the reason for that is that 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 recipe is straight out of Chef Andrea's cookbook. However, I wrote that cookbook. It's his recipes all the way, but I wrote that cookbook. And that was one of the appetizers he serves. He serves it cold, and he does that little thing with the uh, with the uh, uh, with the salt, and then you rin- you rinse that all off. Uh, by the way, right. And then you right. you pack it with olive oil in a in a jar, and you put it aside in your pantry, not a not a hot spot, uh, and not a place that uh, people are always bumping around in there. Uh, but you, it just sits in the olive oil for uh, for days. I don't think it's it's weeks or anything like that. It's more like about three to five days, and then well, you you I, just serve it. And then uh, it is, I think, really good. I mean, that's that's a, a, what what happened with you. Well, um, my memory of the recipe was that when we put it in oil, we were yeah. supposed to refrigerate it a minimum of two weeks. Up to, or, or at least, you know, a month was fine, which uh-huh. is what we wound up doing. Yeah. And, I mean, it tasted great when we took it out. But the, but my question was that when we had it in the refrigerator, of course, the olive oil solidified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I had, yeah. you know, it's like I wasn't sure what, what was happening with how is it going to be curing if I have it in the refrigerator in solid olive oil, you know, instead of being room temperature where the olive oil is liquid. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I, I, telling you a version. Yeah, maybe, I, I, maybe there's another recipe out there or or something, but I'll look into that. 
But the original recipe from Andrea's, uh, that's a killer. It's really good. And by the way, if you ever find yourself with uh, your olive oil just solidifying, all you have to do is take it out of the refrigerator and then uh, uh, you could put the whole jar into a sink which you, in which you have some uh, warm water and just let it sit there for a few minutes and, and it'll just come right back out. Well, that's what, uh, during the process of waiting for it, yeah. I took it out twice and let it come to room temperature and yeah. swished it around and then put it back in the fridge again because I, I just wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. It did come out good, though, despite the solidification. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, uh, yeah, olive oil is pretty forgiving. Uh, it, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, it was a good recipe. I brought it to all the holiday parties, so it was yeah, very good. Yeah, they serve it as an appetizer, uh, usually as a free appetizer whenever they make it, but it takes days to, to, to pull it all together. But it's it's easy enough. I, I, I'll look at the recipe to make sure that everything's okay. All well, right. Well, well thanks wonderful. for calling. Thank you. See ya. Bye. It's the Food Show. Bill is over here on the uh, orange phone. Bill, welcome. Tom? Yes. Hi, Tom. Nice Hi. to speak with you. Enjoy My your pleasure. show. Thank you. But I'm curious, where can you get a blintz in this city? Nowhere. <laughs> Actually, that that's that's not true. There is a place. Oh gosh, this is. It's uh, it's fairly new. It's at uh, it's on um, Common Street, uh, corner of, I want to say Barone. Uh, yes, and it's it's a chain, and they do all the all the baked goods. They do bagels. They do uh, the entire range of all that stuff. They also have a, a menu of of uh, sandwiches and salads and things like that. And if anybody in town is going to have that, that would be the place. But uh, as you probably have learned, this is not a great town for a New York deli. No, you're absolutely right. Well, I appreciate your uh, input on this. And Thank the, you. And the uh, the opposite of it is is this: when you go to New York City, you'll be damned before you find uh, 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 crawfish etouffee. <laughs> you, you just ain't there. <laughs> Sounds a fair exchange. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Well, thank you. See ya. It's the it's the food show. We'll return with more of it in a moment. But first, please, this someone uh, just called me, a, you know, a couple of minutes ago, and wanted to know where you could get uh, uh, what was it that he was looking for? It, l- blintzes, yeah. And I said uh, probably not. I don't. I, I'm, I know I've never seen them in a restaurant before, but then it turns out the place that I was taking a guess out of nowhere for Goldberg's is the name of it. I couldn't think of the name of it. Uh, it's fairly new. Its address is 925 Common Street. Let's see, 9, that would be corner of Rampart, I think, Rampart and Common. Anyway, uh, they do indeed have blinches there. They have cheese blinches and a few others. And uh, that's uh, that's what goes on there. So if you're looking for it, they are fairly good. Uh, the, the bagels there, they're, they're genuine Water bagels, water boiled bagels, and uh, and they have a, a pretty widespread menu over all kinds of other stuff. It's right in the middle of the uh, CBD. 260-1870. There it is, 260-1870. We still have a few more minutes here, don't we? Oh, gosh, more than I thought. 260-1870. 
call us, tell us what you've been eating, or if I can help you out with uh, with uh, any kind of restaurant stuff you want, you're looking for. If you're looking for a certain dish that you haven't had in a long time and you wonder why, uh, call me. And if I don't know the answer, somebody listening to us, I'm sure, will. And over here on the blue-green uh, phone, it's uh, Bill. Bill, welcome. Hi, Tom. I, I just wanted to give you a, a heads-up as it relates to the experience we had at the New Orleans Culinary and Hospitality Institute that recently owned up. It's right off of Lee Circle. Yeah, um, yeah. But they, uh-huh. they, 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 have, they have some adult uh, one-day classes. Uh, the one we went to today was Knife Skills uh, with Susan Spicer, followed oh. by a, a lovely meal. Um, it was a terrific experience. Um, and it's something that uh, I, I guess is kind of new to the city, and it, it, it was it was really good. They have all kinds of ongoing one uh, afternoon or evening adult classes, and it's something your uh, uh, visiting no. or your listening audience might actually enjoy. You know, there are uh, a number of other institutions in that general neighborhood. Let me make sure I know which one you're talking about. What's the name of it? It's called okay. N O C H I New Orleans Culinary. And Hospitality Institute yeah, it just opened yeah. up now ah. recently. It, it, it actually teaches students. It's not a degree. It's a certificate program. It's uh-huh. about a 100-day course for the students, but they occasionally uh, give uh, classes, and usually the classes are run by one of the better chefs in New Orleans. Again, today it was Susan Spicer. Brightson does one. Yep. Tori from uh, Commanders. We're going to a seasoning class there uh, in, a, in, in a week or two. Denny uh, giving a grilling class there and it's a one-day deal uh-huh. where you kind of learn a little bit and then you have you get to have a meal um, it was really a bunch of fun yeah. we, we really enjoyed it is this in a, a rather uh, ornate but old building on carondelet street it, it's actually on howard it used to be um uh a furniture store years ago it's actually the, the culinary oh. institute is there now and tulane oh. has a floor where there are um actually using it for, uh, as an extension because they ran out of space for their uh, business school or whatnot. Mm. So it's a multi, it, um, multi-purpose uh, facility. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's really, yeah. it was really terrific and a ton of fun and um, a worthwhile experience. We really enjoyed it. Good. Well, you know, there was a, another place that almost exactly fit your descriptions of it uh, that was just up the street a little bit on Carondelet, not more right. than two or three blocks from there. Wait, where are you yeah. talking about? And uh, they haven't been there for a while, but while it was there, it was rather popular. It was not cheap to do this. Uh, last time I looked, you, it was you so... You are correct. It, it, I mean, it's a little pricey, but it includes a meal along yeah, with... Yeah, and wine and everything. Yeah, you yeah, got it. Yeah. It's a whole, whole yeah. enchilada, and uh, uh, we, we had a terrific time. Uh, it's a small class, maybe 20 people, give or take. And quite honestly, it's just been open for weeks, basically, and it's already filling up. I mean, you almost have to plan ahead to get in to even go to the class. But uh, yeah. a terrific experience. Yeah, they, every, every, every time there has ever been anything like that, it always does very well. But then it then it closes. Hey, I'm being told to uh, take, a, uh, take a goodbye from you. But thanks a lot. Call us again. We'll be back with more of The Food Show after first, if you will. This The Food Show continues here on the Big 870 WWL. This program, uh, well, a completely different one with different you know, con- concepts and everything, uh, can be heard every weekday on 105.3 FM HD2.
The sound quality is like nothing you've ever heard. It's fantastically good. And you can get it on almost uh, any new car will have HD radio installed already. You just have to figure out how to use it. There's not much to it, but you might have to look at the uh, instruction manual for your car. Uh, and uh, we'd love to hear from you during the week because it's a lot sparser. Not everybody can get this just yet. So anyway, that's uh, 105.3 FM HD 2, Monday through Friday, 3 until 5. Ned is calling us over here on the yellow phone. Ned, welcome. How are you doing, man? I enjoy your show. I've been listening to it for years. You oh. and your wife do a great job. Man. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll tell her. I need to find out where can I find some uh, whole catfish fried with the bone ends down here in New Orleans. Oh, uh, that's not the easiest thing in the world to find, but it's not the hardest either. Uh, the, probably the best place of all is Middendorf's out there in Laplace. That's a long way to go, but it's it's where, well worth going there for it. Uh, also, in Metairie, uh, there's a place called uh, Bistro Orleans, and I'm pretty sure they have that on there all the time. I know they do filet catfish. It's wild-caught Louisiana catfish, and it's they're really good at that. But I think they have the whole fish, too. And then also uh, in, in the downtown area, uh, there's a place called Pesche, P-E-S-C-H-E, and they do a lot uh, on Magazine Street. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, they, uh, 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 they, Pesce, they have uh, lots of different uh, fish whole, serve whole. And one more uh, uh, that's out there is uh, called Briquette. It's a fairly new restaurant in the, in the uh, warehouse district. And uh, they have a lot of different kinds of, of whole fish there. So there you are. Okay. Okay. That's a great idea. Hey, yeah. one more thing, you know, that, uh, that no call at the end of the game Sunday wasn't the first one. The first no call should have been when the Rams were finished going to score the second touchdown, and it was on the one yard line, and they uh they ran that uh third down play, and they, uh, it was a flag against the yeah. Saints, well, and they didn't call. Uh, well, if I if if uh, I knew it, if I knew. Uh, if I knew anything about what you're talking about, I would uh, talk to you some more. But we're almost out of time. And let's see, uh, can we get Michael in? Michael? We'll try. Michael. Hi. Hi, I have 30 uh, seconds. The best the best key to get not at a grocery store, what would you recommend? The first what? The best key take. Not in, oh, Maurice's Bay. Maurice's in Metairie. And have run out of time or else I'd talk to you about it some more. Well, uh, thank you for letting me be here. Remember, 3 to 5, 105.3 FM HD 2 weekdays. And I'll be back here next uh, Saturday, too. Hope you are as well on FM, on HD, on Skywave, and online. This is WWL Radio New Orleans and WWL FM HD 1, Kenner, New Orleans, where the news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch? Switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.